0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Karuna. I'm the founder and executive director for Mind Oasis, and I have two special guests with me today, and I'm very excited. I have Ken and Amalia. Do you all want to just introduce yourselves a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, I'll go first. Hello, I'm Amalia. Thanks so much much for having us, Karuna. It's so special to be here. Um, I am a the short version (laughs) is that I'm a (laughs) I'm a clinical social worker by trade. I'm realizing that that, I probably need to start explaining what that is a little bit more, which basically means that uh, my my degree is in social work, but to get the clinical part, I basically had to really be, in relationship deeply with people for like the last six years Mm -hmm. and so just really doing a lot of crisis work trauma work just a lot of sort of um really in-depth care and so yeah that's that's like my main thing and then I'm a you know I'm a yogi also and just trying to figure out ways to like bridge bridge the gaps and bring people together (laughs) wonderful and what
0: about you ken
2: yeah, I'm similar to Amali. I'm not a clinical social worker. I'm a educator by um, trade. Um, I got my degree in psychology education and then I decided education really does kill creativity if we look at Ken Robbins very seriously. And I started to do garden education and work with learning through experiential ways, embodied ways. And then I came to the Kundalini practice which gave me a whole different set of of tools. And from there, I've been doing children's uh, yoga and instruction. Um, And now I find myself pivoting into the mental health field after being a teacher for two years and working in uh, SPED classrooms at alternative schools. I realized kids need mental health help before they can even get to the process of learning. So that brings me here is like, What helps kids learn is the same thing that helps adults get along with each other. Um, A compassionate space, um, communication, um, sharing. And all these things brought me here, so I'm excited.
0: That's amazing. So I should probably back up. I'll just say that this is sort of a strange time for me personally. We've been evacuated due to wildfires out west. And so I'm not in my normal setup. Um, but this podcast is called uh, Meditation Happy Hour, Tea Talk, and Truth with Karuna. And my guests, Ken and Amalia, today will be bringing a workshop to Mind Oasis called Communicating Through Difference. And before we get into the heart of the matter, I'd love to know where you both are
1: based. So currently, I was in Queens for the last two years, but I... Um, you know, I that <laughs> I've learned recently at finally in my 30s that my intuition and my gut is never wrong. And March, first week in March, I was like, uh-uh. And so I'm actually home on Long Island now with my parents because um, I just had a feeling things were gonna get a little dicey. So yeah, I'm in I'm on Long Island, which is where I grew up and it's been it's been really nice to spend time with my folks. <laughs>
0: oh. And Ken?
2: I'm based in uh, Durham, North Carolina. But as you know, with COVID, I I have several virtual bases now, which is kind of cool. So I'm based in Durham, North Carolina. I have a virtual base in Chicago and a virtual base in Boulder because I go to Naropa University. So I'm based in three different places at once.
0: I believe <laughs> that means you have mastered your emanation body. And as an aspiring Tibetan Buddhist, that makes it, that gives me a lot of hope there, Ken. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Yeah.
0: The temple of Zoom is what we call it the here. temple of <laughs> Zoom. The temple of Zoom, it's pretty <laughs> rad. Um, And so how do you two um, connect? How do you all know
1: one another? And and how did you
0: come together to offer a teaching for us?
1: So we're, Kenneth is actually currently in our, where we met, because we went, Kenneth and I went to Duke University together, which is in uh, Durham, North Carolina. And we met through a a program called Common Ground, which was sort of what it sounds like. It was a weekend long retreat um specifically designed around the idea of bridging differences and also like challenging bias Um, and so the participants were were specifically selected with that in mind and because we were on a college campus it was said there was a very diverse group of people to pick from Um, and Yeah. So it it was, it was basically like, there was a day on race, there was a day on gender, there was a day on sexual orientation and the, the, the activities, the workshops were specifically designed to catch people sort of in their stuff Mm. um, very effectively. (laughs) And then we would process and then, and what we, what I experienced was that by the end of the weekend, there was real, there was real sort of, um, you know cross-cultural you know cross-racial like just these beautiful sort of connections and communications happening Kenneth went five times he was really like and I yeah he led it he went four times as a facilitator and once as a participant and I went once as a participant and once as a facilitator so it's something that means a lot to
2: both of us cool
0: (laughs) Kenneth do you want to add anything there
2: I'll, I'll just add that um, I was a facilitator while she was a participant, um, so I was there first, that's all I'll add, but I will, that's a, that's a, it's a little joke, but I will add that, that um, Common Ground was a part of the Center for Race Relations at Duke University um, and it was one aspect of what I did, the other aspect of what I did, I was co-director of Dialogue Um, And what we really, really did there was um, understand that the mind can't end the conflict, only the heart and the soul. So what can we do in like embodied practices to open up the heart enough so that people can change their mind? And that's really what Common Ground was about. It was beautiful because um, I I was speaking to Amalia about this. I think it was like two or three days ago. Um, difference becomes diversity when you communicate. So that that's really what we saw. Um, and it was really wonderful. And that's where we met. So we're still doing the work, what, 10 years later?
1: But we hadn't spoken in a very long time. Like we, you know, we probably hadn't maybe spoken in 10 years. And then that's been to me, I mean, I know this time has been incredibly difficult, um, but one sort of beautiful thing for me has been everybody sort of like for a minute, right? And so I've reconnected, I've had really beautiful conversations with people I haven't spoken to in a really long time. And yeah, so, and we really, I mean, I guess really having this thing in common that is so meaningful to both of us, it really has felt like we've just sort of picked up where we left off, which has been really nice. I have a
0: sneaking suspicion that you're going to get to this in your workshop, but I'm just dying to ask because I have to tell you um, what I just heard was a whole hell of a lot of hope come out of both (laughs) your mouths that through difference that we can actually find dialogue and something else. And it sounds like it's heart-based and I'd love to hear you just expand maybe a little bit. You can take that question, whatever direction you want. But for most of us, um, you know, we see difference pop up on our social feed and, and even if you've done a lot of work, I still, sometimes I'm like, what in the flying hell is that person thinking? Right. And I want to unfriend them. In fact, I have, yeah. let's just be honest. Yep. I got to hear hit us with a little bit of wisdom here. Just in just <laughs> a little bit, please.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna let him start with that. Cause I actually think he's better at that than I
2: am. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the only wisdom I ha- I have those same moments instead of thinking what are they thinking I ask myself what are they experiencing in their body or what have they experienced in their past that makes them respond that way and that helps me cultivate just a little bit more compassion um and the compassion is what speaks because if I spoke with my mind and my intellect I would probably you know like really like expose the falsehoods of these like really crazy narratives that people have in their mind but with my heart I'm like okay we're all afraid we're all human we all have different fear based responses maybe this is one of them let's explore that Um, not always easy but definitely a choice and I respect those who make the choice not to, because um, as you know, 2020 has um, really called BIPOC or people of color to be educators, and if you don't want to do that, that's that's more than okay. Um, but I try to just focus on like what brought them to that place, and move from there. And I
1: think I think that's such. That's, that's so lovely, Karuna. Like you really picked up on what is at the, at at the heart of both of us, you know? And I think that my, I get to, you know, I'm, I'm teased because of my, like, you know, I, I just, um, and that's not to say that that's in a bypassing way, right? Because there's a, you know, there's very real pain and trauma and like things that people are going through, but yeah, I have to hold on to hope. If I don't hold on to hope, I mean, I've experienced it at points since March. I've experienced periods of depression for maybe the first time in my life, because when I lose that hope, I'm that's so, it's such a, it's so fundamental to who I am. And I think that hope comes from, I've spent the last six years watching people heal from things that they couldn't even talk about when they first started coming to see me and healing and get, and like, and, and welcoming in like so much beauty and peace in their lives, you know, and, and then taking that a step further, healing relationships with parents that were super ruptured, healing relationships with partners that were super ruptured. Right. So like, I know, I know this stuff works because I've watched it work. Right. Um, but like Kenneth said, it has to come from a place of humility. It has to come from a place of compassion. It has to come from a place of surrender. Um, And I think that's what's tough when like our egos get involved and like all these very human things.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I guess my follow-up question is this, Um, you know, when I can pause for that moment and I can't always, I'm, 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 a very fiery person. Um, <laughs> when I can pause for a moment, it's usually my second response. So my first reaction is often sort of an F you, but it is it doesn't come out. A lot of times I can keep it on the inside voice, right? Then I can go. Then I can go to what Kenneth was pointing to, which is really beautiful, which is what my damn name means, Karuna. Right? I can go to compassion. I can say, okay, what what is it that the that this person has experienced? Just what Kenneth was saying. I'm curious about that gap. And if Kenneth, if you're actually to the point where you don't even have the F-U, because that's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for. Gosh, can I go straight to the wisdom? Because that's what that is. That's the clear definition of wisdom according to Buddhism. Let's just be clear, right? So, so I gotta ask, like, do you still have that gap? And if not, do you have one practice that you would recommend for for people who are grappling with that?
2: Um, I, I I do still have that gap. Um, I I would say I had to accept and hold with compassionate abiding the FU, um, if we're going to talk Buddhism and the prajna, the burning wisdom burned through the FU, only once I held it, um, I, what, whatever I resist persists. So if I push back and saying that that FU is wrong or I should be ashamed of that FU and I should only have one voice, then that FU is going to get strengthened and be the loudest voice. If I just look at it with like awareness um, and that's where I'm going to the awareness to see both voices and though both voices are not your highest self. Um, they're just a part of the self, big S. And with that perspective, um, we have a lot more choice than even the FU voice or the super compassionate voice. We have a myriad of choices. Um, the one practice that really helped me is so simple is loving kindness meditation or, or meta meditation, whatever you want to call it where you extend the same amount of unconditional positive guard throughout the variation of human experience from the person you hate the most to the person you love the most. Mm -hmm. And that is what equalized the voice for me because the internal change is kind of pushed out external. But yeah, I definitely still have that gap. Um, I don't think that gap goes away. Um, I could pretend to be like a enlightened guru I have no gap. But um, I think to be human is to have that gap and to choose. I think the best humans make that choice um, every moment and still stay present, which is tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Maya, do you have anything you want to add
2: to
1: that? Oh, such a good question. I a thousand percent have that gap. I actually think my work has been around, I have like a, I have a hard time with like codependence and a hard time with like boundary setting. And so like, I've actually been working on expressing more. That's actually like my work, right? And like, I, initially I was like, I came in a little hot, <laughs> right? Cause <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I was catching myself being like a little aggressive and like angry, right? Cause I didn't actually, it's like, I, I, I do this work with my clients a lot. We sort of swing. So like, we spent our whole lives sort of putting up with, a lot like nonsense. And this happens, I, it happens in men. I see it much more in women just because of the conditioning. And sometimes we'll swing the opposite extreme and we'll alienate people, you know? And so I think it's, it's really important to the practices for me have been, well, like my own therapy, right. I, I don't know if any therapists are watching. We all need our own, especially right now, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, and that goes for really like any anybody who's in sort of like a caretaking role whether that be a parent or a teacher or a therapist like we all need our support spaces just for us you know um morning meditation for me has been has changed everything right and just anything that we can do like you said karuna to slow to uh, okay so here's my thing i think we all have the gap but i think that there are practices that we can do to like expand it a little bit and put more space in between right that initial trigger and our response right and for me those things are the yoga are the meditation are all these things because I don't know if we're ever going to not have that thing but being able to be like okay all right like let me take a deep breath and not I can still communicate what I'm feeling but let me do it in a way that's going to lead to dialogue as opposed to uh awesome so
0: your um eight week series which I have to say especially having now gotten this opportunity for us to (laughs) chat together I'm personally very excited to experience um I think there's some really hard work that we could all be doing right now probably always but it's 2020, so what the hell, you might as well throw something else into the fire, right? Um, and sometimes I'm really confused by uh, the right tool at the right time. And something mm-hmm. that Kenneth kind of alluded to was like, well, all of the tools all of the tools, right? Which is really beautiful. So your eight week series um, on Monday night starts on the 26th of October. It's called Communicating Through Difference. Um, Why don't you tell us just a little bit about like what people can expect um, during the series? Like what kind of things will you be up to? And maybe if there's um, anything in particular folks might be working with that it would be appropriate to come and join you.
1: (laughs) you want to start
2: I want you to start okay
1: (laughs) um yeah I mean we're this is our first time doing this so like I you know it's so funny I always laugh because that the the ego doesn't want me to say that right but I'm gonna ignore it and I'm gonna say that right so so what people can expect is that we we I don't have the words for how much I care about this and how much I believe in this work. So what you can expect is our whole hearts in it. <laughs> um, you can expect a really, really safe space. Um, mm-hmm. Both Kenneth and I hold that really well. We, I understand re- how reading the course description, and it is for this reason that you could think like, oh, okay, like we're coming into this because, because of just the incredible amount of tension that's happening, like in the, in the, on the countrywide scale right now but what I'm at least and I think Kenneth too like these are skills for like your everyday like we're not teaching like this oh like okay like if you you know the the one Facebook fight right (laughs) you'll be ready right (laughs) like it's really more around the how do we navigate life and relationship and like love and family and like all of this stuff because i um and i i had always been sure about this but this time has just like triply confirmed it for me people relationship community like that's it right everything else is the icing so teaching people ways to be in safe intimacy is like something that means a lot to me. Cause I know that it's the root of, of joy. Um, so there's a lot of other stuff. There might be some dance parties like that, right. But, yeah. <laughs> but encourage that's... Those on mind, by the way. single song dance parties are heavily encouraged. Perfect. But that's the, the core is that like teaching ways for us to better connect.
2: Yeah, I'll echo that. Um, For me, I come at it from a slightly different, but in tune, in accord with Amalia, and that um, my goal through communicating through difference is both internal and external. Um, Oftentimes, we say communicating through difference um, and otherizing is the people who we don't necessarily like or have arguments with. But it's also about coming communicating through the difference in yourself um what does it mean to have below the surface habits that you really don't aren't voluntarily doing but sab- sabotage you like self-defeating behaviors shining awareness on that on the stories we tell ourselves do we tell stories that are empowering do we tell stories that make us unlovable is it a self-fulfilling prophecy So we're really going down and having fun breaking down all of the things from like your first relationship, which is like mother and father, and really extending and going deep, examining childhood wounds, attachment patterns, but all in a fun lighthearted way that amplifies the story. Um, Knowing that it's the story that's gonna change. Uh, We have a lot of techniques. And I'm interested in techniques, uh, tongling techniques, loving kindness, meditation techniques, just thought awareness techniques. But I think this is really gonna touch the hearts of people. And um, we're gonna really have fun and feel what it means to communicate through difference with this space and really model that. Um, And it's not all stuffy and it's not all intellectual. It's really heart and soul led um, work. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think people have to see that side of so. us. Though
1: I was just going to say, like, I think, and hopefully we're being a little bit more like that, but we're, we're like, we're... <laughs> there's a a lot
2: of, person.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, and I, I <laughs> I'm like, But You this, guys, it's coming through, I promise you. you okay, good, okay, because we just, because it's just hard, because this stuff, like, people sometimes see this, st- and, like, and as a therapist, I've gotten used to, like, I always, my best friend told me once that she... And it was the first person who'd ever actually been honest about this with me. She was like, oh, no, I like will avoid you like when I don't want to deal with something yet, you know, and I was like, and so I say that because we were not we promise we're not scary. It's going to be a very gentle environment. It's really like it's really meant to just be loving and like make connection. And and we just want people to take away from it what what works for them.
0: I don't think anyone brings um single song dance parties to the work unless they're fun so I I think it came through fully (laughs) that you are fun people and you know you can have fun and do the work it doesn't have to be stuffy that came fun is the work at some point yeah yeah that's true fun is the work I love that there you go so typically um we hold up our cups because you have to get through we got through the talk part right at the tea <laughs> talk and truth oh i don't have my tea <laughs> uh, nor do i because <laughs> i'm in very strange circumstances here okay. so no we we had talk no tea so we for sure have to hit the truth so kenneth i'm going to start with you um what is your truth
2: um my truth is that the next generation will have the tools and mindset needed to course correct in a more compassionate, empathetic, ecological way. That's that's my basic truth.
1: And Amalia, what's your truth? My truth is that the only way out is through and that if we have learned something from this time it's that we've been avoiding 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 and we have hit collective rock bottom and the only way out of this place is through humility and honesty and authenticity and just like literally I've been waiting for this my whole life for there to just be like a, a removal of like just the BS, you know, and like, we can just have real conversations with each other. So for me, as uncomfortable as this has been, like, I'm ready. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Like, and I think that's why Kenneth and I like, were so excited about this because there are ways to do that, that are safe. There are ways to do that, that lead to resolution, you know, and to actual change. Um, So yeah, my truth is like, let's go. It's time. (laughs) Amazing.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about Mind Oasis right now. It's like we were doing the Zoom temple since 2017. And so we really had things sort of queued up and ready to go. We had daily community meditation going, online group meditation going. We had all of these things ready. So on March 15th, the board of directors was like, make it free give the, you know, the daily meditation away, bring people on, like, I think you talked about community. You're obviously talking about connection, dialogue. That's what we do on Mind away. So, so it also kind of feels like it's like the most perfect, like ground, from which these sorts of um, workshops and series for them to, to sprout forth and to grow and to help make new micro connections that turn into bigger connections. So I just want to say thank you to both. I can't wait for your series. Again, it starts on October, October 26th. Um, you can find it at mindoasis.org. It's under workshops and series, which is under the word learn. Um, and it's communicating through difference. You'll see Amalia and Kenneth's beautiful faces. And it's uh, six o'clock at night central. Um, and all the information is on there. If you miss a week, it's no big deal because they'll be recorded and, and all of that jazz. And so Amalia and Kenneth, thank you so, so much for joining us so
1: much. We really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much.